For when the great scorer comes to write against your name, he marks not that you won or lost, but how you played the game. This quote from the Grantland Rice poem, Alumnus Football, depicts the competitive spirit of sportsmanship. But this sentiment is often in conflict with actual competition, where the idea of winning the game is more important than the sport. Vince Lombardi, the legendary football coach, had a different approach. He is credited with saying, if it doesn't matter who wins or loses, then why do they keep score? And ultimately, his most famous quote, winning isn't everything, it is the only thing. Sadly, the importance of winning has resulted in some amazingly blatant attempts to control the outcome of the game, doing anything to win. I'm Melissa Lavender, and Anything to Win tells the stories of some of the most notorious attempts of cheating to win in sports and why they didn't work. It sounds like something from a comedy movie, or maybe more appropriately, a tragedy. A woman decides that she wants to run in a marathon and picks the New York City Marathon as her first race. She misses a deadline to apply to run, but petitions a committee by telling them that she has had a brain tumor. The committee gives her dispensation and allows her to compete. She finishes 11th in the October contest. Her time in the New York City Marathon qualifies her to run in the Boston Marathon the following April. Amazingly, the woman wins the Boston Marathon in an unbelievable time, two hours, 31 minutes, and 56 seconds. In 1980, the world record for the women's marathon was two hours, 25 minutes, and 41 seconds by Greta Weitz, who won the New York City Marathon a record nine times. This woman's time would have placed her sixth in the world for the fastest women's marathon for 1980. But it wasn't a movie. This was real life, and the woman wasn't a marathoner. She didn't run the full course of either marathon. But look at how she is just dialing in here now. You can see that, you know, she's starting to move a little bit more. She is really going to her arms, which a lot of times we can see at the end of marathons, any race, for instance. But she knows she's going to... It's Boston, Massachusetts, April 21st, 1980, and crowds line the streets near the finish of the marathon. The crowd is anticipating the first woman to reach the finish line when they spot her. Rosie Ruiz, the first woman to cross the finish line for the 1980 Boston Marathon. As the TV announcer commented on her win, nobody had noticed her at the checkpoints. Nobody had thought about her when the race had begun, a total stranger to the experts. She was crowned champion and celebrated as this was only the second marathon that she'd ever run. Something wasn't quite right. Ruiz's time in the New York City Marathon was recorded at 2 hours, 56 minutes, and 29 seconds, and now six months later she'd carved 25 minutes off her time? In interviews, she was asked about her training regimen, and she had no answer other than she'd had a lot of energy that day. As the days wore on, questions continued. Several competitors reported that they hadn't seen Ruiz on the course, and checkpoint spotters didn't recall seeing her at all. The marathon organizers began to review video and photographs of the race and found that Ruiz was in none of the race photos or any of the videos. As the organizers continued to look for the truth, 
Two spectators reported that they had seen Ruiz jump on the course about a half a mile before the finish. As the story of Rosie Ruiz took on a life of its own, a photographer recalled that she had met Ruiz in the subway at the New York City Marathon and that they had walked together to the finish of the New York City Marathon. Ruiz apparently told the New York City Marathon organizers that she was an injured runner and volunteers marked her as a finisher in New York. Apparently, Ruiz began both races and then ducked into the subway and rode the train to a spot on the course near the finish in both New York City and Boston. Ruiz was disqualified by officials from both marathons, and her running career was over. Sadly, Ruiz's life was troubled. She was arrested multiple times and died in 2019, still sticking to her story that she ran both marathons, proving that she would do anything to win.